Welcome to the Puddling Process Podcast. And you are with Greg Hall, and we're coming to you from the Stag and Hunter Hotel here in Mayfield. Um, last week we were talking with Andrew McCallum, and he was talking about cryptocurrency that he and his partners are working on to support startups and actually allowing them to scale up from being small to something substantial and something that where people can re- realize their dreams certainly faster than normally you would be going. However, what about investors and particularly angel investors. Well, joining us at the moment here at the uh, Puddling Process podcast is going to be Colin Seeger. And Colin's going to talk about the Hunter Angels. And they're an investor group here based in the Hunter who have been supporting and sustaining uh, people with dreams and ideas for new businesses and innovation for many years. And Colin's speaking in his capacity as the executive Director, manager, or director. I'm a director. member, and I'm a director. He's a manager. So I'm, I'm the door um, thingy. <laughs> the door. So, oh, okay. You're the, ah, you're the gatekeeper. I, yeah, that's the one. That's Sorry. a nice word. Yeah, that's right. So, well, welcome, Colin. Thanks very much for your time. It's <laughs> great to, to see you. Love to, to be join here. us here on the Puddling Process podcast. So, tell me, startups, investors, angel investors. I mean, what's this space at the moment like? Wow. It's extremely febrile, I think would be the expression. Um, I'm relatively recent to Hunter, to the Newcastle, coming out of Sydney. Um, I have found this particular urban development to be extraordinary, but I think my experience from the entertainment industry where I came from before and my you know work in IP, I think this country is benefiting from being finally part of the global economy. You know, the, the, the internet, something as basic as Skype, um, the ability for my mobile phone to ring my friend in New York when I'm wherever I am has meant we are finally part of the same global economy. I have a horrible recollection of being in Melbourne when I was, you know, at university and my mother would still wear gloves to go to Melbourne because you did. You know, you know, we are finally part of the same economy as the rest of the world. And we've had a lot of practice being, having to sort of make do and cobble together. Mm. And I think it's, it's put us in an amazing position to, do, to be competitive, hyper competitive, to be honest. I really think. Um, South Africa, under its, you know, when it was under, under its global sanctions, did an enormous amount of invention. I have to say, they did an incredible job because they had to. You know, we've done a lot of stuff because we've had to, and our loss of heavy engineering, which I find very sad, has been, I think, to an extent, offset by our growth in intellectual engineering. Mm. I think we've got some extraordinary, efficient thinking. People in this country, and I'm I'm not going to, you know, overstate it, but I, I talk to people who do programming, and they still say Australian engineers, Australian software engineers, are possibly the most efficient in terms of the coding in the world. Um, I was talking to a friend who does engineering. He said he gets tools made. He said, you go to Taiwan and the tool-making shops are full of Australians because they are really good at making. And I have people, Australian-born Chinese, who say Australia is the finest place in the world to make short-run engineering and proof of concept. Mm. Absolutely in the world. You know? So we have advantages. What we don't have is capital and we don't have a lot of self-confidence. Self-confidence. So- oh, yeah. We're, we're tragically short of that. So, 
your story is lawyer, entertainment. You've had a, quite a, uh, an interesting career. Uh, oh, was... a checkered career. Well, I, I do want to say checkered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, accidental lawyer, um, then worked for a a music publishing company developing what turned out to be an extraordinarily prescient piece of software, um, a, a, an online management system for royalties from hundreds of thousands of songs, um, then a record company, business affairs, then a lawyer doing transaction law. And now I, I love putting transactions together. I, I love taking an idea and monetizing it. That to me is absolutely the best fun you can have with your clothes on. Mm. And as a disclosure, I've known uh, Colin since uh, 2009. We, yeah, we met yeah. uh, at a, uh, an event uh, around <laughs> filmmakers and it was a couple of, uh, it was Chris Hilton from what was then Essential right. Media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was describing how he used to make lots of posh docs. And he was deciding <laughs> it was time to get out of that game and reframe it. But Colin was there with uh, your former business partner. Was uh, Alan, Alan yeah, Fleming, that's right, Alan. And, Alan Fleming. Yeah. and you were talking about how you were looking to uh, create, a, a, I guess, a process where investors could say, yep, looking at a particular entertainment product. Yeah. Yeah. It has certain currency. It has and sits within a certain genre. Let's yeah. look at a similar, look at the similar budgets, hmm. and we can give you an estimate of what the return is going yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, the entertainment industry, because it's so volatile and so um, fashion-based and so ephemeral in a sense, is probably the best training ground I could have ever had for going to hard products such as software, um, widgets, whatever. Um, as a result of that training, I think I've learnt the value of securitizing, the value of, of estimating the true value, the, the core value proposition of a particular proposal. No. Um, and... Or, or quizzing people to say, do you know what you are actually building? You know, because fair in times, you know, we, we used to laugh about inventoritis, you know, the people who fall in love with their invention. And unfortunately, it can be extremely debilitating because people fall in love with their invention. Not only do they fall in love and, and become, develop blind spots to its inherent weaknesses that other people see, um, but they won't let go. Mm. And so they become champions in their lounge. You know, they have the best idea and no one in the world will ever hear about it. Because they couldn't let go, they couldn't accept that other people maybe have value to put into it and and deserve to be compensated for that because they don't have to be there. Well, that sounds very very familiar story with some scriptwriters. I oh, I knew totally, no, totally. <laughs> the, the the film industry is possibly you know the, the archetypal. You know, I have my story to tell. You know, and the banker goes, but when will I get my money back? That doesn't matter. It's my story. Well, unfortunately, inventorizers is the same. I don't care when you get money back. My idea is a brilliant idea, yeah. and that is so dumb. Yeah. So from your perspective now, uh, you moved up here uh, into the uh, Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, you've fallen in love with this place. Oh, uh, totally. This place is ridiculous. <laughs> it, is, it is the most energetic, um, personable place I think I can imagine in the planet. I, I just can't... I, I've been to a lot of places. I don't think there's another place where you can get two phone calls and you get to everyone, you know. Mm. Two phone calls, get to the mayor. Two phone calls, I can get to the guy who runs the, you know, the, the, the city project. Someone who knows all about, you know, electric bikes, electric vehicles. Someone who works out where the steel mills are. I mean, it's extraordinary. Yeah, I, at this point, I have to actually say... Um, 
I'm jealous of Con because he's getting around on this fold-up bike, which is the most <laughs> extraordinary piece of engineering. And in fact, coming here to the Stag and Hunter, he drove it and I was watching him disassemble it at the front door. And it was just sort of this quick, smooth action and then steps in and then this folded up bike yeah. is now sitting just behind him very discreetly in the back there. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. and I mean, it's indicative, I guess, also of what you've always found attractive is about people who have clever ideas but yeah. are trying to connect all the dots and, yeah, and yeah, I guess yeah. that's what the yeah. you know angel investors are about yeah angel I, I find them interesting um, I'm a f- recent angel um, they started as a group of individuals about 2009 I believe following on from a, an earlier iteration um, and they wanted to invest in ventures that had social benefit that had genuine commercial venture that that needed not just money but needed mentoring so you get with you you come with the money and the brains and the and the database and the you know the little black books which are extremely thick in some instances um and they they like to um grow socially beneficial products in this country you know and and in this in, in this area um i mean the hunter i Laugh as being somewhere shy of, broad, um, I don't know, um, the Gold Coast and just this side of Hornsby. Right. <laughs> you know, I, you know, we get a claim here because Sydney certainly doesn't. That mm. stops mm. at Hornsby and it certainly stops at Wollongong and we don't know. But the well, Hunter is big. Th- th- some people would talk about the Central Coast, but often that's a miasma of, of various little coves. It needs and... help. <laughs> you know, the, I mean, the, the, the Central Coast needs a, a grown up to look after it as well at the moment. Mm. I mean, hopefully it will grow, but at the moment it's definitely needing Newcastle. Mm. And Newcastle's mm. leading, I think, in, in certainly in this, in this country, mm. Mm. what it's doing. Mm. So with the Hunter Angels, mm. you're the general manager. We started off by saying you're the gatekeeper, but that was probably in a very friendly gesture. <laughs> <laughs> well, given, yes. So... How many people are we talking about who would be your angel investors? Oh, there's about the 15 or? currently. It has been fluctuated between 15 and about 25. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping more people will join. I think the influx of new people into Newcastle, and sorry for the people who live in Newcastle forever, but that's going to happen because this is a really good place to live. Um, there are a lot of people coming to the city who would love to be be relevant right relevance involves interaction participation a lot of them come with a fair chunk of cash i have to say you know after they've bought their apartment at honeysuckle they've still got spare money and they want to be involved and uh i've spoken to a number of people in recently you know accountants and such like and they say a lot of their new clients are looking for somewhere to become engaged in the in in the uh, in the burb yeah. And that's fantastic. And that's what I'm hoping the angels will provide. Um, it was a little quiescent for a while, but I'm, I think it's a great brand. I think it's a really, really good tradition. They've got some fantastic investments. They've done very well. Um, and what are those investments, can you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Clarity, which is a, far, a radio pharmaceutical using copper instead of um, cesium, I think. And it has a uh, 12-hour half-life instead of a matter of... An hour. So it means you can move the patient to the place where you make the isotope rather than having to th- take the isotope to them. Mm. Right? And that's a huge benefit. Uh, we've got um, uh, cl- uh, the um, 
there's a company does wonderful re- phenotyping, rapid phenotyping, and they've got a very sophisticated system for analysing pretty much any product um, on the spot using a mobile device, which reduces, say, sampling, say, for soil or wheat or barley or whatever, from hours, if not days, to minutes. It, literally, a $1,000 and a week has been reduced to $10 and, a, and a three minutes. So the scenes we saw in CSI where they could do quick turnaround, literally within... Oh, yeah. Um, ...is actually becoming a reality. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Phenotyping, these guys have just... I think I'll break the, the mould. I, I really think they're extraordinary. Um, there's another company uh, that is doing some extremely sophisticated uh, interface with mind and optical interfaces... And I gather there's some interest in various departments of various sorts because it's a very good way to control aircraft, high speed. Um, they, they, you know, the angels have done some very sophisticated investments. You know, considering that they're engineers and technologists by background, mm. I think I have they've done some extraordinary stuff. But again, you know, all of these these investments take time. You know, the 12 years to be an overnight success. In excess, proved it, and uh, I think, unfortunately, startups have the same thing. You know. <laughs> See, you couldn't help you move deep, rich. Uh, you uh, dig into your music background. Oh, absolutely. Pull out an example there of absolutely. an excess. So the, at the moment, is there a particular type of business that the the Hunter Angels are, are interested in, or that you're scouting for, or is it um, pretty broad? I, I, I've actually asked them that. I, I, as part of my role, I've said, what do you want? And it was funny, I think there's a certain amount of, well, that's your job to tell us what we want. And I go, well, okay. Um, I, th- I think from a just philosophical background, a lot of them are, come from technology and from engineering. They feel comfortable with that. Right? So, so I can understand that. Uh, they have expressed a great interest in social media. Um, they, I think, There'd be an appetite for entertainment in the broad sense if they were comfortable the security was good. Mm. That's something I'm hoping will become... Because I think this Newcastle is is a natural hub as a filmmaking hub. It has every set, every prop, every facility Mm. at half the distance from Sydney. Yeah, well, from my background, uh, it has key four key... Uh, environments all within two hours driving yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So effectively, you can shave close to a hundred thousand dollars off any production cost yeah, because yeah, yeah. you don't have the logistical challenges of filming in major metropolitan Sydney. No, I mean, no. Sydney and Melbourne, though probably less extent Melbourne, but Sydney is a nightmare. Oh, to totally, try and film totally. just moving people A to B, you know, hours and hours and hours. Mm. That's ridiculous. Mm. You know? And that, and that's one of the things. And the utility cost of real estate in this in this town is so reasonable compared to Sydney that you can afford to get a you know a warehouse mm. and build a prop. Mm. It's cheaper than renting a house in Sydney. Mm. 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 So why not? Mm. So the uh, at the moment you were involved with going down to Sydney. I guess it was the the Startup Express that went yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch that. And you saw the pitching that happened on the that Tuesday. That was terrific. And I saw the feedback was really strong. I think I think people were surprised. Funnily enough, the, one of the strongest things they said was, I can't believe how you people hang together. You support each other. It was really, the people in Sydney were very surprised by it. It was like, no, we're Newcastle. <laughs> and they'd all gang up on everyone else against them. And they loved that because, again, I, th- I think it was Andrew last week was talking about the, the skill of the team. It's really important. 
the team can can overcome any problem. If the team is good, you can overcome a problem. If the team, frankly, is a bit second rate, they'll stall or they'll faff around or worse still, they get involved in politics and point the finger at each other and end up losing money. You know? mm. But teams, mm. who, people who've got this sort of sense of coherence, mm. you know, us against them, if that's what it takes, it's great. And, mm. and that was very noticeable. The people said the Newcastle hanging together and, and supporting each other rather than saying, if you got a dollar, that's a dollar I should have had, which is very corrosive. Mm. You know? mm. Mm. So I'm just thinking, going back to the pitching session mm. uh, that was had Tuesday night down in Sydney, uh, which was part of the Erston Young yes, uh, yes, event. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a particular one called Crave, Crave Media. Yes, yes. And I believe Jessica, who's the one of the founders or Crave creators Jess, of it. Jess is a star. That she, girl, she's four years out of TAFE, um, absolutely clarity of what she wants to do, understands her product, um, is articulate, passionate, knows what she knows, knows what she doesn't know. God knows that's a rare, rare mm. skill in this world. Um, and is generous. Mm. I, she mm. doesn't expect to own it all. She's, I had an idea, but my brother does this, my sister that, whatever. She's got a really good business development people and they've picked a product which has actually got a, they understand. She comes out of food industry. She understood that Tinder for food is a good idea. Well, I was going to say, uh, for those who are not aware of it, it is effectively Tinder for food. They uh, have brought together various uh, hotels, restaurants, yeah. and they picture food yeah. and they put it onto a platform okay. and people can uh, rate it or they know what they're going to be in for and effectively they can draw in audiences to that. So That's right. And one of the things, food the, porn, the point she made at the pitch, and I think it's extraordinary, um, they noticed with um, Airbnb that when Airbnb standardised their photography, they started to get real traction. You know, if you let people take photographs of their own food, they tend to make a bit of a pig's ear of it, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. You know? having, having produced a number of commercials where we used food, the food stylist would go to the extraordinary lengths mm. to create the smoking effect. And there was one that we were paying $5,000 a day to be on set and they lit a cigarette, and I said, "Sorry, you can't light <laughs> up on set." He said, "No, no, it's not for the food. It's it's steam. It's for the steam." And he literally put it into the food, and there it was—the smoking effect. And then, because we were shooting on uh, uh, lensing it with these glass lenses, and it looked glorious. Oh, absolutely! You know, so and, for the and it makes your mouth water, and that's the whole point of of yeah. food should make your mouth water. Yeah, no, it yeah, with the image of this, because she um, uh, Jess was featured on the Fox uh, yes. Entrepreneurs, yeah. 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 and spoke and did a, uh, a was a, a minute pitch or thereabouts. And yeah, yeah, I, I actually worked with them a few couple of months ago mm. and uh, drilled them into this. The philosophy of one get me get me what you do in one sentence, mm. no adjectives, mm. Mm. and I will tell you whether it works. So, would Crave Media and what their product would be that something the Hunter Angels would be yeah, interested yeah. in? Yeah, yeah, it fits yeah. within the spectrum of things, which is a very broad spectrum, um, because it's got um, a proven product. It comes from people who know the know the area. Mm. You know, they've actually solved a problem that they understand very clearly. It's got proven it's got a client base already yes um it comes with a, f a lot of expertise and a good listening group you know that they are going to listen to you um so from the hunter angels point of view they they like people who will listen and will take advantage of the enormous experience that these people have got 
in uh, having built businesses, in many instances, multi-million dollar businesses out of mm. nothing. You know, these mm. people who are really know very good at what they do. Mm. <laughs> you know? mm. They really are. So, in terms of the amount of capital available, can you tell me what that is? It varies anywhere between, well, look, round numbers. Individuals can put between three, five, five, five thousand, fifty thousand, hundred thousand. Um, I think total, the angels have probably put in close to three, four million dollars mm-hmm. across various projects. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in a position where they all voted and uh, invested together. Now they are more um, open in the sense that they, the individuals within the group say, "Well, I like that," and other people say, "Well, it doesn't do for me," and that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's, and it's very much dependent on the individual, how they want, how much they need, how it's going to be invested. Most times these things, you can't value them because they're pre-money. So there's no point saying, oh, it's worth, you know, $10 million. It's worth nothing until it actually generates some money. Mm. But you can lend them money mm. and then work out what it's worth once it starts to operate. Mm. Yeah. And that's a very good way. Yeah. And you were talking about what attracted you with Crave Media, which was, um, the notion of the team, yeah, and also yeah. you mentioned that, and, and of course Andrew was talking about that last week in our previous uh, podcast about the cryptocurrency. What's the other key element that you know the angels are looking for? Um, I, th- I think they they do very much subscribe to this back to the jockey, not the horse. You know, a good team can deal with issues, and I think that's what they want to see. People who have really understood their problem very clearly uh, and are prepared to be flexible, not didactic about the the issue that this is what it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, if people believe it's that strongly, convince me. You know, I, uh, but this is like the record industry. I keep going to this industry, but it, but it's just great. You know, people say this is the record I'm going to make. Yeah, but yeah, but no one likes it. Well, funnily enough, most of the records people hated have become classic recordings. <laughs> Unfortunately, because no one knows what's going to be hit record until after the event. Yeah, and yeah. New Ventures are the same. Who the hell would know? Mm, mm, you know? Who mm. would have picked Facebook? Mm. You know? Honestly. Or even Airbnb. And or them- Airbnb, exactly. So literally an airbed on someone's bed in bedroom because they couldn't find a space. And, you know, it's ridiculous. Mm. But it's the execution. You know, the idea is... The idea is an idea. It's the execution mm. that makes the difference. So yeah. apart from providing, and I heard a great uh, aphorism where uh, you go seeking support, uh, you go asking for money, you're given advice. You go seeking advice, you're given money. <laughs> does, does that ring true for you in terms of... Give me of your advice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, to an extent, that's true. Uh, money, advice, ideally... If it's good advice, you would hope would would be followed by money. You know, put the advice into place and the money. I think people who are seeking funds should, frankly, say to people who've got the money, "What do you need?" Don't tell them what you've got. Tell them what. Ask them what they need and then deliver it. There's no excuse for not funding you. Then you've given them exactly what they want. That's again, that's like film. Yeah. What what sort of film do you want? I'll make you a film of that color, of that form. Uh, Don't tell them I've got a film. You've got to be lucky, you know. Mm. But if you ask someone, you've got a million dollars, what do you need for me to get that million dollars off you? And mm. they'll tell you. Because mm. most times people have to invest. Mm. You know, they want a better return than zero. They have to invest. So of the proposals coming across your table, your virtual table, so to speak, mm. um, how many do you think actually 
understand what it is that they're selling, percentage-wise? Before or after they meet me? <laughs> well, let's, okay, let's frame it before. <laughs> before, ooh, maybe 40%, maybe, on the high side. After? Ooh, about 95%. Okay. There's always going to be a few who've got their fingers in their ears going, la, la, la. But most of them, when I put them through the process of, of forcing them, and it is forcing someone to say, tell me what it is you, you have in a sentence with no adjectives. And it's brutal. I've had people come back and say, I can't do it. Well, in that case, you don't understand your business. And you're too early. You clearly, you don't understand your business. If you don't know what it is in, in, the, in those parameters, it's too early. You need to think about it more. Which is probably a fantastic piece of advice because then you're saving them a whole host of grief and, oh, absolutely. and years and years. Because of... I don't want them to come and pitch to people and people go, well, that was awful because we didn't understand what they want. A lot of people get tied up on the how and the logistics and the, and not the what it is. Mm. You know, the US, they're really good at this. Hey, they, the US, I don't know what it is, but they come and say, my name is blah, 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 Jemima Puddle Duck. I make this product and this is, I'm here to earn a hundred, uh, you know, to get a hundred million dollars out of you people in the room. Now, and then they launch in your room. You know exactly what they want, what they're there for. People here go, oh, they're, they're almost apologetic. Oh, I'm here because I, I, I was a waif and stray and I was adopted when I was, and, you know, and, and the, and the wolves that raised me were, and you go on and you go, stop! Tell me what it is you want! <laughs> stop! <laughs> Well, that also goes back to the issue of, of culture. And just to remind our folks, we're here the Puddling Process podcast, and I'm speaking with Colin Seeger. And Colin is the general manager of uh, Hunter Angels. And culture is very important here because the one thing, and somebody said this to me about people who pitch uh, films in America and, and, and you know, film producing, mm. is that they make no... Um, Apologies for who they are, no. what they've got. They just tell you straight away. Whereas there's a degree of reluctance or something where slightly it's apologetic. Apologetic, and, I, and I've noticed it a few times. And it, and it's, I mean, I love it. It's endearing, and it's really nice. And I absolutely understand why people sort of want to be um, understand their own limitations. But the people at the other side of the table actually don't want to hear them. Mm. They want to hear why you are in front of them and why they are lucky to see you. Right. And, and it's not false hubris. It's not, Christ, I'm just a genius. And you people, it's more like, no, I'm here because I have worked my ring off to get to this point, And this idea is good. And if it's not good, I want to know why. Mm. You know, mm. It's your job to tell me why because I've got to this point and, and, and it's good. And if it, the, sometimes the idea is nearly good. How many times have we seen products that are nearly good and with a little bit of tweaking? And someone will come along and say, you know, with a little bit of that, I reckon that could be work. Mm. And what people, founders of these things have got to do is be aware that other people have really good ideas and sometimes the inventor isn't the best person to carry it right through. To be driving it. To be driving it. At some point you have to let it go. You know, Mm. it's like taking your first, your child to school. At some point you have to let go. Because why I was told that parenting, uh, is about teaching your children to leave home. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Build a product that someone else can take over and it will run without you. Mm-hmm. If it's totally dependent on you, I mean, you know, GE and Jack Walsh, mm-hmm. boy, mm-hmm. that's a, that was a disaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, but it was. Mm-hmm. You know, that company now is $100 billion and <laughs> is in serious trouble. Yes. 
So the cryptocurrency, is there attraction there for you folks? Oh, absolutely. And, and absolutely. what uh, Andrew was talking um, about last week? It's Andrew's comment about, I think it was about valuing the input from people at an early age. And that's really important because a lot of people, advisors, people who want to be involved, they're struggling with how do I give advice which on the by the hourly rate is worth, you know, a hundred bucks, but it could be worth a lot of money if this venture goes off goes off the ground. And I come through this process myself. You know, when I'm consulting, I say to people, I won't work with this unless I can value add, and I have to work out a way to value add and then work out what the value would be worth and what I would get. Right, um, and I think the ability to provide a, a a medium of exchange which isn't dependent on current dollars but it's based on a uh, negotiable record-keeping of debt, which is what cryptocurrencies is. Um, I think it's fantastic because it means that people are going to store it. They say, look, I, it hasn't converted yet, but if this works, this is going to be worth a lot of money. So it's like an investment in something that is like buying shares in a gold mine until I've started digging. I have no idea, but I've got shares. And if this thing starts gold, I'm in, you know, I'm, I've got my shares. I'm business. You know, whereas if you get paid out in dollars for the hourly rate that's it they hit gold and you've done mm. you know? mm. and that, i found that really frustrating and it, it, it frees up experts you can afford really really good people mm. at last mm. which has been a problem i think for a lot of startups they get unfortunately they're stuck with get asking their hairdresser for financial advice because no one else can aff- they can't afford to pay anyone else and that's terrible because they really need good advice yeah, but uh, hairdressers, they uh, come with a wealth of agony aunts. Oh, my goodness, uh, they are unbelievable. <laughs> um, literally, un- I love them. I mean, I love my hairdressers, but I wouldn't ask them for financial advice, <laughs> to be fair. In the, um, in, in the closing uh, seconds we have, I'm, uh, I've got a start-up. I'm interested in contacting you. Where do we go? How do we do it? Well, you can either go direct to the uh, Hunter Angel website, which has a, a process, or you can email me directly, and I have a process. And it, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, and it's about, again, coming back to what is it you do? Um, do you really understand your own business well enough that this is worth going, or does it need a bit of more work? And I'll work with people. I'm more than happy to sit down with people and help them uh, fine-tune it, evolve it, devolve it, uh, find the bits that are missing, find the people they need to make the things better because it's in our interest to make this work. You know, mm. this, this is, um, it's not a competition to like who's there first. You know, this is, this is a very big, big industry. It's a big world. And I think Australia for the first time in my life is competing at the same level. I mean, mm. the BGs, I was listening to a track this morning for the BGs. Like, my goodness, they did an amazing job. They were competing with the world. You know, how extraordinary. That, that is actually an extraordinary. Their story is extraordinary, oh, totally. and, and how they actually went about it. These, these totally. boys from totally. Um, totally. Well, and, and Robert Stigwood was even more extraordinary. Go and go Google him. He's a genius. I, I have heard that story. And <laughs> He's a is, genius. It has. Ever. Well, I can certainly say and vouch for uh, Colin. He is incredibly ger- generous with his time and enthusiasm, and he certainly has fallen in love with uh, with our place, uh, Newcastle. But, Colin, thank you very much for joining Absolute us pleasure. on the Puddling Process Absolute Podcast. Pleasure. Love uh, it. From the Stag and Hunter. Thank you very much for joining us. You're, I'm Greg Hall, and we've really enjoyed our time here talking with Colin. Thank you.